0: Hey, I'm UFC fighter Kyle the Monster Nelson, and you're listening to Vibe 105 Sports.
1: This is Vibe Talks, exclusively on Vibe 105. Michael Osifo here with Vibe 105 Sports, and my guest at the time is UFC featherweight Kyle the Monster Nelson. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome, awesome. Congrats on your win. Um, I guess, like, let's get that out of the way. First question, you know. How good does it feel to, you know, one, beyond that Vancouver card, first time in, I believe, three or four years, so since 2019, that the UFC has been in um, Canada and also picking up the win in your home country?
0: Yeah, it felt amazing. You know, obviously, you know, Canadian MMA fans have been wanting the UFC to come back. I mean, this whole, like, the whole four years. And uh, for them to finally be able to come back, and put on a show, you know, in Vancouver. Uh, you know, it was a packed house, a ton of Canadians on the card, you know, we had six Canadians fighting. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's great. And then yeah, to walk out there and get, uh, you know, the victory, you know, was kind of the the icing on on top. It um, you know, my last couple of fights, my last fight was a draw, before that it was a close decision. Uh, you know, all these fights I kind of thought I won. So now to finally go out there and get that victory and and I think put on the best
1: performance of my life. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to get to kind of how the Canadians did in general, you know, but definitely it must have been awesome for you to get the win over a guy who was pretty highly regarded, uh, undefeated prospect at the time. And you put the, uh, one and I believe 12 and one. So congrats on that. How'd that feel?
0: I felt great. You know, I, I knew going in him being undefeated, you know, he wouldn't have obviously faced somebody that was, you know, quite at my skill level. So I think I was able to kind of, you know, break him mentally a little bit in there and, uh, you know, kind of take him to, uh, you know, you know, the deep waters that he, uh, you know, hadn't seen yet.
1: Yeah. I find that that's kind of, um, the thing that a lot of, uh, prospects don't realize when they're facing, you know, grizzled vets like yourself is that they come to UFC, you know, with a ton of fanfare, but they haven't really dealt with that adversity yet. And, you know, um, that's not to say that they wouldn't deal with it better in the next couple times. But sometimes, more often than not, you see that they crack. Was that something that you guys were counting on when training for the fight?
0: It was something I knew in the back of my head. You know, I knew he's going to, I knew basically what he was going to do. You know, was his footwork. He was going to try the takedowns. Uh, I knew once I touched him with some of my power, he wasn't going to like it. and Then he was going to shoot the takedowns. And we knew once we kind of stopped the first takedown or two, uh, we're probably going to see him start to, you know, deflate a little bit. And um, so yeah, so I touched him with the power, hurt him, was able to stop the takedowns, and but I mean he stayed game, like he never really you know took his foot off the gas pedal. He was you know still swinging with a ton of power all the way to the the end of the fight and stuff. Just you know, I think I was able to kind of take a little bit of the wind out of his sails
1: um, and show him you know that I I'm not you know somebody who's gonna walk all over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know kind of segueing off of that just a tad, um, you know. You weren't the only Canadian on the card, obviously. You had a couple of your teammates in, uh, Diana Balbida and I believe Mike Mullot was also, uh, is also a teammate of yours as well. Um, who also had a close call with the railing, by the way, that mm-hmm. really, uh, the railing nearly, uh, fell, fell on, but you guys all got the win and the Canadians went a perfect six and oh in the octagon that night. Was that something that you were kind of like, I'm um, really excited about really happy about that. You know, not just you enjoyed some success, but everybody got to kind of join in on that, that, uh, hype train that was the Canadians picking up the W in Vancouver.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've trained with, with pretty much everyone on the, you know, all the Canadians on the card except Mark Andre. Uh, but you know, I spent some time at TriStar. So with Damon Zahavi. uh, you know, I traveled a little bit to Niagara top team. So I trained there with obviously Mike Ballard and Jazz, Jazz Divisius. And then at House of Champions with Mike Blott and Deanna Bovica. So, I mean, I kind of knew everyone on the card. And then, I mean, even just for Canadian MMA in general, it was amazing to have everybody win. But also knowing, you know, everybody on the card, knowing Mike Blott and knowing amen and seeing them go out there and do well. And then afterwards you hear, oh, you know, this guy got a bonus, and this guy got a bonus. So, you know, it makes you feel really happy for uh, – you know, not only my teammates and my, my fellow Canadians, but, uh, I mean, Canadian MMA in general.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of the thing too. Um, was that it was a lot of guys on the East coast. Um, actually, I believe everybody who every Canadian who fought is from the East coast, uh, be it, uh, Ontario or Quebec. So, you know, I guess the question is, is that, you know, now that they did it in Vancouver, which we know is a long trek from Ontario, um, how much are you kind of like in Dana White's ear to kind of get a fight or get a card in Ontario to be on?
0: Yeah, I mean, that was like kind of one of the first things I said right after the fight. I feel like pretty much everybody else said it as well, everybody in the fan, like all the fans. Uh I mean, I think a good chunk of the fans were from Ontario. You know, I, I got tons and tons of messages of people flying out. Uh So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Dana said in the post-fight press conference that definitely is coming back to Toronto next uh, he didn't really give a
1: timeline, so I haven't heard anything yet, but I mean, hopefully this year, but, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. So I guess kind of moving on and kind of delving a little bit deeper into your career, you know, this is, like we've mentioned, you're, you're definitely a veteran in the UFC now. You've had, I believe, five plus fights now at this point, you know, is, um, what's next for the monster here, um, moving forward, you know, picked up a big win here. Um is there anything else that's in the cards?
0: Yeah, I mean I I told my my manager like let's go let's go again. I I you know I didn't really get injured at all. So um yeah, we'll try and get another fight as soon as possible. I have one more fight on this contract. Um mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, so we'll get that one done and then you know try and get another another fight uh, or another four fight deal signed and you know just keep the ball rolling. I mean, in a perfect world I'd like to fight uh, you know, two more times this year and it'd be great if I could, you know, pick up another one in in like, uh, August or October. And then, you know, end of the year, maybe December or something like that. If they come back to Toronto.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So kind of delving away from kind of the UFC game, um, you know, I know that you've kind of done some, some kind of good things when it comes to, uh, Ontario mixed martial arts and been a bit of a pioneer. So speak for the new generation. um, and I kind of want to speak on that. Now, you recently um, opened a gym in the Muskoka region, and there's not a lot of them there. Uh, can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I was born and raised in Huntsville, which is uh, kind of like the northern part of
0: Muskoka. And, yeah, I mean, I started, uh, I mean, when I was really young, I wanted to be a boxer. Uh, there wasn't really any boxing gyms uh, when I turned 14. I, you know, I wanted to, I finally settled. I was like, I'm going to find a boxing gym. And the closest thing I could find was Muskoka Kickboxing in Bracebridge. So it was about a, you know, a half hour, 40 minute drive. Uh, but I talked my parents into taking me there. And then they also did jujitsu. So I started doing jujitsu and kickboxing. And then obviously that started this whole career. Uh, but now finally getting to a point, uh, you know, in my life, I, I always thought I was going to wait until I retired from the UFC uh, to open a gym here in Muskoka. But definitely seeing that there, you know, there wasn't much, you know, really going on right now, and especially where, uh, my gym is in Gravenhurst. I know there's a lot of, um, issues going on with some of the youth just not having a positive outlet. So they're, you know, kind of getting into trouble and stuff like that. And so I think the, you know, the perfect, um, cure for that is mixed martial arts. I think, you know, getting our, our young kids into, uh, You know, uh, you know, a constructive, disciplined, uh, martial arts where they're going to learn, you know, honor, respect, all that stuff. They're going to get a chance to work off all their energy and stuff. They're going to have a safe place to to do it. And they're not just going to be, you know, kind of aimlessly, you know, roaming through town, getting in trouble and stuff. So that was definitely something I've always wanted to do. And I'm, you know, I was again, I was hesitant to do it before I retired, but now that I've started, I've absolutely fallen in love with, uh, coaching and, and getting to interact with, you know, people from Muskoka and now even, um you know, I've, I've opened it up to, you know, invite people from all over Ontario and we've had people from Ottawa and North Bay and Sudbury. And a lot of people have made, you know, a pretty long trip to, uh, to come to, you know, my little gym and, and train.
1: Nice. Uh, yeah. And I, I really, I'm really touched by that kind of part you mentioned about, you know, kind of opening it up for the, for the kids, you know, like they're, who are getting in trouble or don't really have that outlet because, um, you know, for as much as a lot of martial artists hype on it um, harp on that point, there is a redemptive power in martial arts. Um, you know, I guess my, my next question kind of building off of that is to ask, like if let's say I'm kind of a newcomer to uh, martial arts, like I, I don't get it. Like I'm just kind of on the periphery outside looking in. And I'm trying to sell martial arts to someone like me who's not really looking to get into the ring or anything like that, but just looking to kind of go in and trade. Is that something that you would sell to them that, you know, there's a redemptive power in it? It makes you feel strong, it makes you feel confident. You're learning discipline.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and it, it works at both ends of the spectrum. You know, if somebody's, you know, maybe they've got a kid and their, their kid's the bully. And, and they're like, hey, my kid's, you know, being a bully, we can't, you know, rail them in. Then, uh, you know, we bring them to martial arts and and then we're able to kind of, you know, humble them through hard work and stuff like that. And, they, you know, they kind of realize that, you know, they're not the be all end all and stuff like that. But then we get the other end, you know, maybe the the bullying victims or the people that are insecure or stuff like that. They get to come out and they get to build strength and self-confidence and and all that stuff. So... It's, I mean, it works for everybody. And then with adults, you know, it's it's kind of the, I don't know what you'd say it's easiest, but definitely the funnest way to kind of lose weight, build muscle, get in shape. And then there's something about the camaraderie that you get at a martial arts gym that you're not going to get at a like a, a weightlifting gym or something like that, where you know everybody hangs out after and, and you know chit chats and everybody's friends. And so, I guess not just like a uh, martial arts, it's a it's a community and a family.
1: Nice, nice. So, um I guess, you know, last couple of questions here. Um the first question would be you're now kind of you've got your burgeoning UFC career, you've got a gym opening up. Um is there any plans uh moving forward just in life in general for you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I- me and my fiance, they want to get married, you know, we'd like to have kids, stuff like that. Um so yeah, I mean, there's so much uh, going on in my life right now and in the kind of the earlier part of my MMA career, MMA was everything like I like ate, slept, everything was MMA and I was hundred percent focused and dialed in on it. Um, now that I'm getting a little bit older I'm finding a, a better balance mm-hmm. and with this better balance I'm finding more success as well. so you know setting aside some some family time. Uh, you know, going to church, going on date nights with, with my fiance, um, you know, not always grinding all day, every day in the gym, but, you know, still getting in those, you know, two, three sessions a day, but then finding life outside the gym and life outside, uh, mixed martial arts has improved, uh, my life overall and like my overall happiness. And then I think that, you know, helps, uh, reinvigorate me for
1: my sport. Mm, That's awesome. You know what? I was going to say last couple of questions, but I got, I got asked about that. Like, you know, a lot of times people kind of think, oh, if I dedicate like all my time to that, uh, to something, then obviously I'm going to be better than the person who dedicates like maybe 70% of their time or 50% of their time. But from what I've been here, from what I heard from that question, that's not necessarily the case, right? Is, is that something that I've been gathering or correctly gathering?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. that's not something that I learned until very recently, you know, within the last year or two. I do believe there's a point of diminishing returns as far as how much time you put into the sport. It's, and I mean, I'm also getting older now, like I'm 32. So when I was, when I was 20, I could train all day, every day, uh, you know, be absolutely beat up, go to sleep, wake up and I'm 100% again. You know, now if, if I'm training all day, every day, it might take a day or two to recover from that as well. So, you know overtraining um is a lot easier to do you know kind of now that I'm a little bit older but I did put in all that work when I was younger uh to build the skill set that I have now so I did need to go kind of all in there you know at the beginning to build this skill set but now it's um yeah now I've found a little bit better of a balance and I, I think that's definitely something that's that's needed um And that way too, when I do decide to retire, you know, I not, my entire being isn't mixed martial arts and the UFC. And we see a lot of guys that kind of retire, they sit on the couch for two weeks and they're like, I'm, you know, I'm nothing without this sport. I'm, I'm doing really well building my life outside the sport with the gym and with my family. And, and, you know, so I know when, when my time comes to retire, you know, I'm already excited for all the cool stuff I'm going to get to do with helping coach kids and, and coach other athletes and then even just spending time with my family.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's awesome to hear. Um, so I guess final question. Um, you know, if let's say I'm a person who's listening to the interview and I want to get more information on you, on you, you know, cause you've obviously left like a great impression. Um, where can I find information? on you, like what's your social media and anything else you want to shout out?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So just uh, check me out on Instagram, the monster 705 underscore UFC on Facebook, Kyle, the monster Nelson on Twitter, the underscore, underscore monster. And yeah, feel free to send me a message. I try and try and respond to everybody. So if you have any questions or anything, let me know. Yeah. It may take me a little bit. The the messages have been pretty crazy since the, the fight. Um, but yeah, and then obviously, you know, thank you to, uh, you know, everybody that's supported me so far, uh, you know, Muskoka Martial Arts, my gym, House of Champions, you know, some of my sponsors, the Sport Lab, Bow Dog, Urban Beard, Sheath Underwear, GLC Construction, Muskoka Rentals, Moustelani's, and then my coaches, Alin Halmagine and Adrian Woolley, and then obviously my fiance Claudia, for, uh, you know, all of her help through the training camp as well.
1: Nice, nice. Uh, awesome. So, Thank you for joining us today on that, you know, what is a probably a busy time for you coming off that win and hopefully we can talk to you again soon down the road. Yeah. Thank you very much. Live talks exclusively on live 105.